thank you for coming today. I just want to say, uh, I'm going to give you a, a brief message today, but I want to say Merry Christmas to everyone today. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God is good, amen. Jesus is our Savior, amen. Aren't you thankful for that? Oh, thank the Lord. Um, I'm going to start with a scripture. The title of the message today is The Gift. Um, and I know that's probably very cliche, very, okay, Christmas Eve service, and he's going to talk about the gift. But I think this is going to be a little bit different than you're used to for Christmas Eve. In fact, I'm going to start with a scripture that is going to be different. All right, the scripture is from Daniel chapter 5, verse 23. I've never used this scripture before in a Christmas message, and I don't know that I've ever heard anybody use this scripture before, but I feel like this is what the Lord led me to uh, this morning. So Daniel chapter 5, verse 23. I want you to turn there. If you have version on your phone, um, you can follow along on the version notes, and I want you to highlight some things this morning. I believe the Lord's going to show us something about what he desires for us to see. Uh, Daniel 5, 23, this is what it says. For you have proudly defied the Lord of heaven and have had these cups from his temple brought before you. You and your nobles and your wives and concubines have been drinking wine from them while praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Gods that can neither see nor hear nor know anything at all. But you have not honored the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. All right, so I know, you're right, wow, out of the gate, that is a weird scripture uh, on Christmas Eve, but hopefully I can, uh, under the anointing of Holy Spirit, tie in something today that will forever stick with us when we're talking about Christmas and this wonderful gift. Um, this Christmas Eve service, I want to remind you of the gift that matters more than anything else. The gift that matters more than any other. I don't know, how many of you tonight are going to spend time with family and open gifts tonight? How many do that on Christmas Eve? Raise your hand. Okay, my family does that. That's kind of what we do. That's been our tradition. How many of you wait till Christmas morning and do it with your family on Christmas morning? Okay. All right. So it was about 50-50 here today. Um, how many do both? How many do Christmas Eve and Christmas Yep, us too. We do that too. Uh, yeah, it's, we're going to spend a lot of time... Uh, tonight and tomorrow, and you've probably already done this, giving gifts and receiving gifts and opening gifts. Um, and and there's, there's a reason for that. There, there's a reason we do that. And I'm going to remind you of that today. Genesis 127 says this. It says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then Genesis 2-7 says, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Breath of life in this scripture actually is two words. It's neshama chayim. Neshama chayim. And it means, neshama means spirit or breath, and chayim means life. So when God formed man, he neshama chayim. He breathed his spirit the breath of life into man, okay? Then what happened was is Satan deceived Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and they believed his lie more than they believed the word of God. 
They believed the lie of the enemy over God's word. Genesis 3, 7 says at that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. This is what happened. They had neshama chaim in them, the breath of life, the breath of God, the spirit of God in them because God breathed the spirit, his spirit into them. And when they agreed with Satan over the word of God, when they agreed with the lies of the enemy over the truth of God's word, then the breath or the spirit got knocked out of them. Now I want to ask you this today. Has anyone ever had the breath knocked out of you? Anybody ever? That is a terrible feeling, isn't it? I remember the first time that I can remember that I had the breath knocked out of me. I was on a, a, a playground. It was actually out behind my house. It was like a little playground my dad made, and it was a, a, a bar that was between two poles, and we would jump up on it, and we would swing back and forth. Anybody ever do that, like on monkey bars and stuff? And we'd swing back, and I was swinging back and forth like this, and then I swung out, and my hand slipped, and I let go while I was, my feet were out in the air like this, and I went flat on my back from about six feet in the air, straight on the ground, and you guys know what happened. The breath, the wind got knocked out of me, and I couldn't breathe. Now, you know when the breath or wind gets knocked out of you, it's a panic feeling, right? Do you remember it? Anybody remember that happening? And you're just panicking because you can't get a breath, and you think you're going to die, right? At least I did. I'm like, that's it. It's over. I'm going to die from monkey bars. <laughs> I'm six years old. Haven't even lived a full life. Gone. Panic comes over you. When you get the wind knocked out of you, the breath knocked out of you, you automatically go into this panic mode. And, and I know there's all kinds of tricks to help that and all that kind of stuff. I don't care about that. When you're in that mode, you don't care about no tricks. You just want the breath back in you. Right? And this is what happened with Adam and Eve. They were, they were there in the Garden of Eden, and when... They believed the enemy, the breath, the wind, the neshama chayim got knocked out of them. All right? Genesis 3.8 says this. It says, and they heard, watch, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now, this is important. Because what happened here, watch, the word cool and cool of the day, I don't know why they translated it into that word. Because if you look at that word in the Hebrew, it actually is ruach. How many of you know what ruach means? It means breath or wind or spirit. So this actually means they were walking, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the ruach of the day. The breath, the wind of the day, the spirit of the day. And they, and they hid themselves from the presence of God in, among the trees. They hid from the Spirit of God. They hid from the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God did not feel like home anymore. They got that knocked out of them when they believed the lie of the enemy over the truth of God's word. So it didn't feel like home anymore. So when God was walking in the spirit of the day, in the breath of the day, in the cool of the day, they hid from the Spirit of God. 
They were separated from home. Not only spiritually were they separated from home, but physically they they became separated from home. The Bible says that they were banished from the Garden of Eden because Father God did not want them to eat from the tree of life and stay in that state, stay in that separation part from home. God was like, I can't let this happen, so we're going to banish them from the garden so they can't eat from the tree of life, so they won't stay separated from their home. So Father God in his goodness, sent his son, Jesus. Amen? (laughs) Come on. God said, I got a plan. I got a plan. They got the wind knocked out of them, but I'm going to restore it. So he sent Jesus. But I don't want you to go to the Luke chapter 2, Jesus, that we always go to on Christmas, uh, in Christmas stories. We always go to Luke chapter 2, the baby, that swaddling baby in the manger. We're not going to go to that Jesus story. We're going to go to Luke chapter 1. That's what I want you to see. Luke chapter 1, Jesus. Luke chapter 2, Jesus comes in a minute, but Luke chapter 1, Jesus, the angel Gabriel had visited Mary and informed her that she would conceive and give birth to the Son of God, and she was to name him Jesus. And this is what Mary said. Mary said, how can this be since I am a virgin? And in Luke 135, watch what happens. The angel replied, Watch, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. When, when the Lord says, when the angel speaks to Mary and says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, you know what, what that word is? In, in, the, in the Greek, it's hagios pneuma. Hagios pneuma, Holy Spirit, or sacred breath of God. In, in, in the Hebrew, it's ruach hakadesh. The spirit, our sacred breath of God. This sacred breath of God, once again, look, once again will come upon you. He will come upon you. This sacred breath of God will fill you. And when he fills you, you will give birth to a miracle. You will give birth to the greatest gift ever. And God said once again, I'm going to put breath back into them. I'm going to breathe life as I did in the Garden of Eden. That that miraculous day, I'm going to breathe life back into my creation. But this time, I'm going to let the wind get knocked out of me. This is what God was saying. I'm going to breathe the Holy Spirit, the breath of God back into them, but I'm going to let the wind get knocked out of me. You say, well, is that scriptural? Watch this. Isaiah 53, 5 says this. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought peace, and with his wounds we are healed. He was pierced for our transgressions. Somebody say amen. amen. He was crushed for our iniquities. Somebody say thank you, Lord. He was crushed. The weight of the world and the weight of the sin of the world was put upon him, and he was crushed for our iniquities. But guess what? He got the wind back. Amen? Because on the third day, you know what happened, don't you? On the third day, what happened? He got up, didn't he? On the third day, say, he got up. On the third day, say it again. That's right. (laughs) He breathed into Mary, and Jesus was conceived. Now watch this. Luke chapter 1, verse 39. 
Let's continue on. Watch what happens. It says this in verse 39. A few days later. Somebody say a few days later. A few days later, Mary hurried into the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her. And Elizabeth, watch, was filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Hagios Numa, the sacred breath of God filled Elizabeth. Oh, come on. I said a few days later is what the scriptures say. A few days later. First of all, a few days later, this baby that was inside of Mary, a few days later, was just a few divided cells still making its way through the fallopian tube. When does a baby become a living being at conception? Oh, come on. Y'all better give a better shout than that. A baby becomes a human being at conception. And this is proof of it in the Word of God. Because just a few days later, when Jesus, in human form, was just a couple divided cells going through the fallopian tube, he walked into a room in his mama, he walked into a room, and the breath of God leapt upon Elizabeth and into John the Baptist. The Spirit of God filled them. The breath of God filled them. Secondly, I want you to see this. Jesus didn't waste any time fulfilling his reason for coming. He didn't, listen, he didn't wait to start, uh, to, to start doing this uh, until he started his ministry with the disciples. You think Jesus waited till then? No, Jesus didn't wait till then. He didn't even wait till he was 12 years old in the temple reading scriptures. He didn't even wait till he was a swaddling baby in the manger when the shepherds heard the announcement. Jesus didn't wait. Just a few days later, Jesus said, I'm going to start this mission. And as a couple divided cells in the fallopian tube of his mother, he breathed the breath of life upon everybody that he touched. I think this is amazing. I think this is the power of our almighty God. I think this is the greatest gift we'll ever get, we'll ever receive, is the breath of life. And think about it, when you receive the Lord as your Savior, if you receive Jesus as your Savior, you've already done that. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. I've asked him to come into my heart to live inside of me. Amen? Amen? Have you done that? Then what you did is you said, Lord, fill me with that same spirit, that same breath of life, that Hagios Numa, that, that Ruach HaKodesh, the breath, the sacred breath of God. Fill me with that. So you are filled with the sacred breath of God. The greatest gift ever. These gifts today, tonight, tomorrow, these gifts are going to be fun to open, but you already opened the greatest gift you'll ever open. You already did it. What more could we want? Oh, okay, I'm just going to take a couple more minutes, but I'm going to go here. What more could we want? Have we not already received the greatest gift of all? Jesus couldn't wait to start breathing life into his people. He came to make his home in us. He came to give us this great gift. So back to Daniel chapter 5. Why did I use that scripture? Oh, I felt the Lord leading me there. And boy, when I, when I read it, when the Holy Spirit put it together, I was like, oh, Oh, 
going. You know what I'm saying? When the Lord hits you with the word of God like that, something you've never seen before, and you're like, it's that sweet conviction. You know what I'm talking about? That conviction that makes you cry. You're like, Lord, thank you for showing this to me. Back to Daniel chapter five, here's what was happening. King Belshazzar and his nobles were drinking from the cups of the Lord's temple. They were drinking. They, they sent for, he sent for the cups to be brought from the Lord's temple so that they could celebrate and drink from the, the cup of the Lord. Watch this. But all the while they were praising the gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. They're drinking from the cup of the Lord and they're praising the God, the material gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. See, the celebration of Christmas is really about the breath of life coming to make his home in us again. That's what we're doing today, tonight, tomorrow, whatever celebration you've done for Christmas, we're celebrating the breath of life coming back to make his home in us. He came so they could breathe life into us again. But look how the enemy has covertly attempted to knock the breath out of us again by stealing the glory and the praise that belongs to the Lord. You've got to see this today. The enemy wants to steal the glory from the Lord. He wants to rob him of the glory of this season and of this moment and of this day and of this celebration, Christmas. Christ mess. He wants to take it away, exit out, get rid of it. He wants it to be all about him and not about Jesus. And we see in Daniel chapter 5, this is what Belshazzar had done. He had taken the cups from the Lord's temple and he drank, celebrating drinking the cup of the Lord, but all the while praising the gods of the world. Oh, see Christmas I don't know if you've recognized it or noticed it probably have like I have but Christmas has become filled with the trappings that are really just a trap of the enemy anybody know what I'm talking about it's become filled with all these trappings that are really just a trap of the enemy it's an age old trick the enemy hasn't changed his methods He might package it a little bit differently, but it's the same thing. It's distraction by something that looks appealing. Oh, did y'all hear me? It's distraction by something that looks appealing. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden. Let's go back to the Garden. There they were, walking with the Lord. The breath of life was in them. Amen? And they're standing there at a tree, and the enemy comes along with something that looks appealing. In fact, the scripture says that that Eve was deceived because the fruit looked good and pleasing to the eye. Right? She was caught, she was trapped with the appealing look of the fruit. You may be here going, man, I got this. I got this. I know. I know Jesus is the real reason. I know that the gift of life is the real reason, and that's what I celebrate. But you can't tell me that you've never been caught, your eyes never been caught 
by the trappings of Christmas. The shiny stuff. It's an age-old trick of the enemy. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 21. Watch this. It says, you cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons too. What's this scripture mean? It means you've got to choose. And what I'm bringing to you today is, man, thank the Lord for Christmas. Thank the Lord for Jesus coming, amen? Thank the Lord for the breath of life. But let's get it right. Let's get it right. It's all about him and it's all about that gift. That's the gift that's important. All of these, when you open a gift tonight or tomorrow, I pray, I pray that the first thing you do before you gather, as you gather with your family is you just first give glory and honor to the Lord. And just thank him for the gift that's in your heart. And say to him, Lord, that's what matters more than anything. All of these can be taken away right now, and it won't matter because I have you right here. Amen? Because if we get this backwards, if we get our eyes on these things and off of this, the presence of God, the word of God, the breath of God, then we've, we've lost it all. The Bible says this, it says the love of money is the, say it with me, the root of all evil. How many of you know that to be true? Come on. It's not, listen, it's not money is evil. It's not money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. And that's what they were doing in the day that the scripture was recorded in Daniel chapter 5. King Belshazzar and all his nobles were drinking from the cup of the Lord while praising the gods of silver, gold, bronze. Right? And I don't know about you, but there have been times that I did not thank the Lord like I should have and did not give him the praise that I should have at this time of the year. Gather with the family and we open gifts and we celebrate and that's wonderful. Be with your family, have a good time. But make sure the first thing comes first, Jesus, and the breath of life and be thankful to him for what he's done. That's what Christmas is about. So the, the question is this, are you more interested in the gifts under the tree or in the gift that's in your heart? Are you more interested in the gifts under the tree or the one who hung on a tree? Ephesians 3.16, I'm going to leave you with these two scriptures. Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. You know what that is? Pneuma, breath of God. That he will empower you with the breath of God then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep 
his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Amen. Amen. So if you're thankful for the breath of life, first of all, before you, any, we do anything, if you don't know that you have the breath of life living in you, if you have not received that wonderful, greatest gift from God today, I just want everybody close your eyes for a minute. I just want this to be private. If you have not received that gift today or you're not sure that you have and you want to make sure that I'm receiving the gift of life today, then I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Anybody in this place, you just want to say, man, I want to be sure that the breath of life is in me. Is there anybody today? Anybody? All right. I don't see any hands. Anybody? Anybody? Just raise your hand. I just want to pray. You can't raise your hand for somebody. They got to raise it themselves. Anybody? All right. All right. I see your hand. Can I pray with you? Will you come here? Can I come there? Come on, y'all. Come on. I want to tell you something, not to embarrass Brian at all, but I love that man. He's been coming here for a few years now, and he's gone through a lot in his life. And I'm telling you right now, that man right there is going to do a lot for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. So would you stand this morning if the breath of God is in you and you're thankful for that wonderful gift, the greatest gift of all, stand. We're just going to sing this song as we end the service today. One more time. And tonight, as you're gathering with your family or this afternoon or tomorrow or whenever it is this week, would you do something? Would you stop before you begin anything and pray with your family? Would you give thanks to the Lord for the breath of life, for the greatest gift of all? Before you open one gift, thank the Lord for the greatest gift. Thank the Lord for what he's done in your life and in your family's life. Amen? Thank the Lord for what he's going to do. If anybody's got any unsaved loved ones you're about to gather with in the next few days, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that the breath of life that lives in us would touch their hearts and lives as we meet with them this week. Father, we pray that the breath of life would, would flow just like as when Jesus walked into the room and Elizabeth was filled with their spirit. Father, we pray that your spirit would fill our family members as we meet with them. Come on, if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Oh